Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Vyadaris, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles. We win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people. And you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. Did you hear about the giant that threw up? It's all over town. <laughs> <laughs> that's the biggest laugh I've had for medicine ages. Yeah, that's that always like surprising it. when Medis laughs. Just simple, silly. What more do you need? That 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 hits my level. Yeah, that's a proper silly joke, isn't it? One you can just tell your mates down the pub, boom. He's yeah. got a really satisfied grin on his face as well. That is. So I think that might give you an extra, that might give you a bonus point, Nate. I'm going to give you, without getting dull, an eight, Nate. Nice. So I think that's eight, your Nate. third successive eight. I think, I think it might be. I think it might like be. Well, so I got an extra point. I got an extra point for Meadows grinning like a Cheshire yeah. cat. Yeah. Nice. Okay, mm. I'll take that. Oh, sorry. Good sorry, to know. sorry. Sorry. It's not nine. Oh, no, 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 Nate. Sorry. No, no, no. No, just... no, no. Within that eight. Within that eight. No, I just like yeah. to always know the point breakdown. You know, like what, you know, what I got points for, what I didn't get points for. But no, short and snappy. I know that, I know, especially Beretta, you like a short and snappy joke. So I'm okay. catering to my audience now. I feel like you'll always get, as long as it's not terrible, you'll always get a minimum seven if it's short and snappy. Okay. Interesting. Good to know. <laughs> <laughs> Listeners are up in arms over that that comment they're going to be like wait a minute make him work harder for it yeah <laughs> delve into my short and snappy well, no, it's still going to be a good short and snappy joke but provided yeah, it is good i'm saying your minimum score yeah it can't just be like me saying words no like most of my jokes I mean, you... <laughs> it wasn't a nate original though so you obviously didn't get a bonus point for that no true but i did but so i replaced that bonus point with a medlam bonus point so really i didn't lose anything from that <laughs> Unless I could have got two bonus points, couldn't I? Actually, could have been like a rugby game where you where you where you win, score four four points. Do you, what did you get two bonus? No, points you're thinking. For? No, you're thinking. Well, I thought you were going to say about like a um, different touchdown conversion, two point yeah. conversion. Oh yeah, yeah, that's better. It's early in the morning. Can't <laughs> it is sports. It is. To the music. Welcome to the Padhock, podcast featuring stories following Formula 1 around the world. I'm Lawrence Bretto, F1 correspondent and presenter. And I'm Chris Medland, F1 correspondent at Racer. 
And I'm Nate Saunders from ESPN. And it is early, team, because it is. we're just so committed to recording a podcast. Yeah. And we decided to do um, it pre 9 a.m., which yeah. is a time that I didn't remember existed until recently. <laughs> pre the start of the working day, because, or our working day, because tomorrow is Wednesday, which might be the day this actually goes out. Who knows? Might have ruined that. Sure. Uh, and you two are in the air to Spain. Yeah. So potentially, yeah. as people listen to this, we are floating in the air. And yeah, that's how an airplane in, works. Yeah. Suspended in the air. I don't, yeah, I mean, I, I, I know it takes off and then it just gets to its destination. No one knows how. The science is still a mystery to people. And in between, uh, Nate, you come up with some jokes, don't you? One of the great mysteries of, of modern times. Yes, it is, actually. When I'm on one of my floating planes, <laughs> <laughs> the jokes flow like wine. <laughs> um, <laughs> we should do early pods more often i feel great <laughs> says a guy who's jet lagged to hell yeah i was just explaining to to Meadows before the podcast started I, I spent an extra week in new york and for some reason i've got like reverse jet lag usually when you come back this way you're struggling to wake up in time but i've been like up on at six like on the dot which doesn't make sense when you think about the time zone i should be asleep like but I don't know. I just my body clock just seems to be completely messed up. So, which is fun for a European race. But to be honest, it should hopefully balance itself out for this weekend. Maybe you'll we'll be see. kind of forced onto it. Yeah, you you won't have any choice because you just have to get up and go and do long days at the track, and you'll be shattered. So that'll that'll get you Something right back. To look on it. Either to. that or you're yeah. Either wow. that or you're gonna die basically what a what a what a glorious way to look at the week you'll just you'll just have to do it just get, to get do it or you'll die <laughs> that's a good way to solve jet lag death <laughs> jet, jet lag or death i i don't know which i'd pick at the moment actually there you go see um well i can perk you up nate please uh, do I can perk you up with a star wars themed review oh i think you'd like this um for starters, it is a five-star review, Obviously. and it comes in from Lando Norrisian, nice uh, via the US of A, uh, and the title is Star Wars Episode F One: A New Hawk. <laughs> <What? laughs> I respect that. That's that's a yeah. really a lot of work going into that. Uh, I've not read this yet, so this is. I mean, I never really read these. I just see that we have new ones and start reading them, and then we find out what I mean. Like, so I'm going to be a real ready. pedant. Technically. A New Hope was episode four, oh. so it should be called well, a Phantom, a Pad, Pantom, Pad Hockum <laughs> Menace. We'll get, we'll get back to that. We'll get back to that. I don't want to be. Well, able. maybe they meant maybe that's why it's F one in the episode. Maybe it's Star Wars episode f- one, right, as if it was going to be four. Uh, yeah, maybe. Anyway, uh, yeah. that's the title. But the the review goes like this: For too long, the galaxy has lived in thrall of the feared Darth Marco. Darth Marco has imprisoned star pilot Pierre Gasly in an an impenetrable contract-shaped prison. Luckily for the Rebellion, lower security prisoner Alex Albon has escaped Darth Marco's prison, and the Rebellion is hoping that Pierre can evade General Tost and restore hope to the galaxy. Uh, It says... Oh, so then it's in brackets of that. Now I've got to the end of what I was reading. Is Chris, if you're reading this, I'm not saying that Lawrence has to read this. I'm just saying it would be very funny to listen to him react to the prospect of reading this. Anyway, lovely pod. Thanks for the last. So, Barretto, <laughs> we're gonna do we're gonna do a reread of that because it's gonna appear in your um, messages in a split second, and you're gonna have to read it out. Okay. Because they've asked for it. There you go. Okay, you, mate. Okay. Read so it. Lando but... Norrisian needs. Read this. it, but make it funnier. 
Yeah, <laughs> give it put on some dramatic emphasis. I know it's early, but yeah, do, but do a Darth Vader, do a Darth Vader voice or something. I can't. I'll, I'll do my best. You've got me in the morning, so I'm croaky. So maybe that will add something, um, a little bit to it. Okay. For too long, the galaxy has lived in thrall of the feared Darth Marco. Darth Marco has. Darth Marco has imprisoned star pilot Pierre Gasly in an imperishable contract-shaped prison. Luckily for the rebellion, lower security prisoner Alex Albon has escaped Darth Marco's prison, and the rebellion is hoping that Pierre can evade General's host and restore hope to the galaxy. I am very aroused. <laughs> yeah, that. I mean, that was that was f- fantastic. I don't. He even has like know a sultry what... look on his face as he says stuff like that. He kind of goes into this different zone. I now I'm imagining what he's like when he's doing voiceovers. That it's like you get a different Beretto who just suddenly is like, ooh. Normally I'm under like a jacket or a jumper. You should start talking like this in real life. Just I'm like, hi, hi, mate, how are you? Like. I mainly do voiceovers, <laughs> but I'm a classically trained actor. <laughs> just, just all the time. Like, how's it going? Yes, I enjoyed the race today. <laughs> like Matt, you've got like a Matt Berry, like <laughs> kind of. My day has been fine. Would you like some coffee? <laughs> it was no, a good no, race no for Verstappen and a bad race for Lewis. <laughs> He's gonna do the pools. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Verstappen, no Red Bull, one hundred seventy-six points. <laughs> Ferrari, four points. Very neat. Why that's Eurovision score? British joke. Don't yes. talk about Eurovision. Okay. <laughs> uh, should we talk golf instead? No, don't want to talk about either of those. <laughs> Banned by Nate. I don't like. I just don't get. I don't get like, Eurovision. Anyway, we're talking about Lawrence. Yes. One day. <laughs> For Nate's birthday, I'm gonna take him to Top Golf and put on a Eurovision rerun on the telly and just watch him implode. Uh, I love that there are certain topics, Nate, that you just hate. Yeah, and, they just make me physically you sick. You don't mess about. You just say no. I mean, yeah, I I, I spent too long pretending to talk to people about uh, pretending to enjoy golf and golf chats, and I yeah, I just didn't want to do the same with Eurovision. So. Okay. Fair enough. We won't talk about either of those. If so it's we... Chuckle Vision, I'm in. <laughs> I love how Eurovision. many times Chuckle Vision has been mentioned on this pod. I know, but great show. Great show. And how many people have no idea what it actually is? No, same. <laughs> have we got any more reviews, Meadows? There's two more. Sorry, just, you know, Nate's getting cranky because he's working today because myself and his colleague Lawrence Emerson are playing golf. Just got to put that out there. That's yeah, the underlying yeah. tone <laughs> of mentioned that's today. Also, yeah, that's also there. <laughs> That's that's why Nate will not respond well to anything I say. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, review number two of three. Uh, the Glitz and Glamour of Dad Jokes, which I really like as a title because I have seen sort of where this review goes. It's from Mo Money. Uh, Mo Money A, even, um, in the US of A. So it says, uh, it's five stars. Whoop. And says, three pundits of the most glamorous motorsport in the world not taking themselves seriously. They bring a humble insight behind the scenes of F1 while staying hilarious. See, that's all three of us. Uh, this podcast is like ice cream with Kimmy or a beer with Bottas. Golf with Lando. Sorry, no, sorry, Nate. Uh, or dirt bikes <laughs> with Ricardo. The ball game with your friends from school. The human side of a technically saturated podcast space. Uh, the tech podcasts have a place, but we all need a good dad joke and golfing story in our lives. See, Nate? Yes, uh, Nate. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you for a great podcast and keeping F1 a sport for the everyday fans and not the schmucks of the Monaco Yacht Clubs. You cover teams with names of Ferrari and Mercedes for people who drive Mondeos and Mustangs. And we humbly thank you. That's a, That finish made me proud. What a review. 
That was beautiful. Can I say though, can you stop getting your golfing buddies to send <laughs> reviews? Because I, I, I will not have it. I will not have it. Ooh, uh, did I tell you actually on the last pod? Did I, tell you, I interviewed Ian Poulter in Miami. Oh no, you didn't. I had a chat with him. Yeah. God, Nate's so indifferent to this. He was show. great. This is actually worth. This is actually a story worth telling. But I'll keep it short before the last. John, do it. Do it. In the. I was trying to get an interview with him and he was at McLaren. It was quite a long time after the race. His son was there. There was a lot of guests around. He was talking to Norris. And you know when people just, you know, by then they think they're off the clock and, you know, not bothered. And I sort of caught his eye and I was like, you know, could do a quick interview. And he said, oh, yeah, he didn't look that up for it. But I was like, oh, can you give me five minutes? So I was like, sure. So I was hanging around, chatting to a few other people, some people from Alpine. And then um, suddenly I was, I think it was on my phone, still stood there. And he just appeared next to me and sort of tapped my shoulders and went, really sorry, I know that was more than five minutes. And I was like, oh, I actually genuinely thought you were going to ghost me. So, you know, that's very kind. And I had this really good chat and interview about like F1 and kind of the way it's grown in the US and how into it his son is because his son had four different McLaren hats on his head. Um, yeah, it was it was really good. So he was a really, really nice guy. And at the end of the day, at the end of Sunday, uh, when most people probably are sort of a bit drained and like really can't be bothered, uh, it was very good to give me his time. So thank you, Mr. Ian Poulter. There's... There's a golf bit of chat that Nate would struggle to have to get angry about because that'd be really rude, wouldn't it? It would. No, that's nice. He says uh, the, the thing with his kid having four hats on, that's cool. Though he knows he only needs to wear one to keep the sun away. <laughs> so, you know, hopefully he's listening. Some advice there. From I want to say his name was Charlie. So if Charlie, Charlie Poulter's Poulter. listening, uh, listen to Nate Saunders. Why wouldn't he be? Um, True. True. Um, if he's not, he will be now. We're going to tag him and everything. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> And then Where the less final one. Charlie. At Charlie <laughs> <Polter>. <laughs> um, yeah, the last one is the reason that I told Beretta off this morning. It's titled Love the Pod But. And it's still five stars, but it says it's from ATORG05 in the US of A. Three American reviews today. Uh, it says really enjoyable to listen to these three mates chat about their experiences traveling around the globe, hanging with the paddock crowd. But could someone please buy Lawrence a $100 microphone? He's got the contract with F1, so with the big bucks, why does he sound like a rookie podcaster with an old iPhone-wide headphone mic while Nate and Medland have their audio quality sorted? Allocate a small part of the shoe budget for your listeners, <laughs> please. Keep up the great content. Now, A tour go five. Harsh. I, I, had, I had strong words because Lawrence has invested in a podcasting microphone quite a long time ago, but I've let him get lazy, and he just has it to the side, and it's kind of half picking up his voice and half not. Sometimes... He's not actually at home on that podcast, or nor am I, or nor is Nate, because we do travel. But when he is, I, I, I'm not strict. So, Bretta, what happened first thing this morning? Uh, you told me off, Meadows. Um, not the way Medis that I'd like to start him. a day. Uh, he told me off yesterday because I didn't. I'm not playing golf with him today, and then he's told mm -hmm. me off this morning because uh, the microphone was not close enough. So I do hope. I mean, boys, can you even notice the difference? Can you hear me clearer? You I've never heard good. you more clearly than this. <laughs> You've never sounded so sultry in my ears. Nate said that without blinking. It was quite terrifying. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I'm just staring at... I've actually... I've hidden me and Meadows from view. I'm just staring at Lawrence right now. <laughs> Stop making <laughs> it creepy, Nate. Staring and listening. Yeah. No, I am, I'm looking at Meadows as well. That it's makes it me. slightly better. Hi, Meadows. I'm, I'm waving. Um, uh, so now I'm, I'm talking into the mic. Um, and I hope this is good enough. And if it isn't, then I will forego my next pair of shoes to upgrade my mic. Wow! Did we hear that? Yeah, yeah. I don't. I don't think that's necessary. What you need to do is just 
make some shoes that have microphones in them or or just be close to the mic generally (laughs) but you could have a like a pair that like so you take one shoe off put it on your microphone rack and it's a microphone i reckon someone could create an actual microphone yeah that is just shoe shaped that is that is a proper setup and it can just be like his favorite shoe design but instead like in the toe is the mic or whatever oh yeah that's and he can have his own unique go on someone someone make that for bretta he'll he'll buy it He'll, yeah. pay, he'll pay good money for it, mainly because he said he'll forego his next pair of shoes from microphone. And that means we're talking tens of thousands <laughs> of dollars. So, because um, everyone's been splashing the cash this week, including Ned Sanders. That's me. He's been in the Big Apple. I have indeed. Um, yeah. So, as you know, we like to go on holidays. <laughs> as a, Aside as a from our work, yeah. <laughs> As as a species, we have grown accustomed to vacations. Um, no, we were, we were in Miami, obviously. So uh, you fly back via New York anyway, usually. So uh, I spent a couple of days in Brooklyn, um, which was bloody nice. I've not been to Brooklyn before. Done Manhattan, not done Brooklyn. Uh, went down to Dumbo, which is down by the river there. Went to Williamsburg. Um, went into Manhattan one of the days. Uh, spent some time with my friend Rachel, a few other friends there. Um, it was really cool. Like, but I'm absolutely paying the price for it now. It's one of those holidays where I feel less rested than, you know, had I just gone and like chill on the beach or something, because you, you end up doing a load of stuff. So um, paying the price this week, but hey, I can't complain too much. Um, so if anyone's in New York, next time I'm there, I, I there's about a billion bars I need to check out because I only I went to a few of the breweries in Brooklyn and I'm obsessed with them. So I want to I want excuses to go back. So please hit me up with some recommendations. Oh, I thought you were going to do your own sort of like pad hoc meetup bar crawl. Yeah, type that's thing. where I thought that just, was just going. you. Well, that'd audience be a good with idea. Nate. An, yeah. audience, a beer with an Nate. audience with Nate, which gets more and more a date <laughs> deranged. With Nate. Oh yeah. Oh, a date with Nate. That's quite good. I mean, <laughs> that gives all kinds of vibes off. I might get the I might get the OnlyFans crowd in. You know, the guys that really <laughs> want me to do an OnlyFans. I mean, there's good money in either. Whichever way, it there goes. is true. I mean. We'll see how good the night goes. <laughs> could <laughs> could always set OnlyFans up on the crawl, um, or not. Uh, but no, that'd be a good idea. Yeah, we should we should probably start meeting people, you know, outside of this little this little pod, this little squad cast that we do. Well, we meet each Silence. other sometimes at races. That's yeah. Enough. I barely see you guys actually. I see you guys in yeah. the paddock, and that's about it. Yeah. It's nerve it's nerve wracking when there's three of us in the same room. <laughs> And now you want to add others. Well, it's just, I think people are intimidated because of the raw animal magnetism we give off. You know, <laughs> yeah, each of true. us individually give off quite a lot. But when the three of us together, I do feel like, you know, people in the room are very aware of it and they feel very intimidated, male or female. You know, they don't know what to do with it. It's just so, it's it's like, it's on the tip of the tongue. Especially when Beretto is doing that sort of voiceover face. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's just outrageous. Like, I, don't I mean, know that could be a game changer. Face. Well, I, 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 I saw it for a little. Face. I saw it for a little while, but then your camera steamed up, so I couldn't see it beyond that. <laughs> <laughs> it was it was sultry. Um, it was delightful. Yeah. So, uh, so Nate, you're paying the price for it now. I, mean, yes. I assume you paid the price for it at the time too, and, and in advance when you when you bought things. But yeah. um, how how was it in general? Are you a you a fan of the NYC? Did you do anything that's even loosely F1 related for the pod? No, I, I actually didn't. It was p- purely purely holiday. I actually deleted Twitter and all my apps for the week, wow. which was actually really nice because you realise that when you're disconnected from that, it doesn't make any any difference. So you don't know? No, I don't know. I don't know oh, Lawrence, he doesn't know. I don't want to tell him. Can you? I'm not sure I can. 
I thought he'd... Uh, I thought he'd know. He's going to get a shock, isn't he, when he gets into work? Yeah. Well, we'll see what happens. Yeah. <laughs> if you're talking you, about you... you... No, you, you'll, you'll see. You'll see. I don't, I don't oh. want to do it to you now. I don't want to see... Yeah. What could it be? Something about stuff. <laughs> I don't know. It's too early for it's too early for me to be on, on board with the joke. It's I know what it's gonna be. Yeah. It's not a joke. It's not a joke. Have no. I been have I been have I been cancelled? Not yet. Probably. <laughs> Somehow. <laughs> Somehow. <laughs> By not tweeting, everyone was like, the silence is deafening <laughs> from Nate on this issue. Um Oh yeah, that could actually happen. Well no that but has happened before. Going back to New York, though, I was hoping to meet some of Ricardo's guys from CAA, but it didn't happen. So that would have been an F one, F one thing. Um, but um, otherwise, no. Like it's it's one of those things. Sometimes in our job, like you end up going on holiday, and like, I've got to make this F one related somehow. And I was like, actually, I don't, because we've got like a crazy amount of races coming up. Um, so, but what was interesting, actually, just going on this was so Rachel and her friends are really into F one, and they're like obsessed with it, and. Um, I met so many people that I got chatting to and I'd mention F1 and everyone just rounded, you know, when you sit at a bar and you're at the, you're at the bar itself in America, which I love about bars there. Loads of people knew F1. Whereas a few years ago, when you'd mention F1, you'd get a lot of the, Oh, is that like, that's kind of like NASCAR, right? Or it's like, you know, people would kind of pretend or, or would kind of try and, you know, try and make conversation, but wouldn't really know what they're talking about. But now people were like, yeah, no, I know Ricardo. Like some of Rachel's friends saw Ricardo just hanging out in New York, like the week before the race in Miami. So um, you can't really tell a big difference. And there's like people wearing merch all over the place. They'll be wearing Red Bull stuff, Ricardo stuff. Saw somebody wearing an Alpine uh, jacket, which was a bit strange because, um, you know, I didn't expect to see that in New York. But but yeah, so that's noticeable, actually. And um, just as a as a passing aside from my trip, some yeah. F1 chat. Thank you. I have okay. some loose F1 chat from yesterday where I got a free lunch. Uh, I got to go to the Grand Prix Trust reunion lunch at Silverstone, which was really nice. Uh, went up there, got there just before 12-ish, and it's just a really nice, relaxed um, kind of catch-up for a lot of people that are members of the Grand Prix Trust, which essentially is um, a charitable foundation to support people who uh, financially hit trouble. And it's mainly because you think there's loads of money in F1 or in motorsport because it is kind of a rich person's sport to do but not everyone who works in it is rich or gets rich from it uh, and quite often they might fall on quite hard times and they've been part of this industry that is fairly rich but they haven't profited from that and they need some support so the Grand Prix Trust it's um chaired by Martin Brundle at the moment uh, he does a really good job and he kind of helps coordinate stuff and promote it um they can't like advertise obviously in the way that you know charities can or can't because of the spending money but um yeah they to help people who obviously come through like COVID and have maybe really needed some financial help or other support. And they do a lot of signposting to show people where they can go to get support. So um, yeah, really good. And I sat next to, well, I sat next to Luke Smith, but next to Luke was a guy called Michael T. Uh, and Michael T, for those of you who may have heard the name Steve T, uh, Steve T is a photographer in Formula One. Uh, and Michael T is his father who used to be a photographer in Formula One. And, I was trying to work out his age from something he said, and I'm pretty sure he was 90 or turns 90 this year. And he was at the first F1 race at Silverstone. So not the first World Championship one, but the first F1 race, which apparently was 1948. Uh, and he was 16 at the time and 
basically got hooked once he was there. Before, he had no idea what motorsport was, didn't really like it. The stories he had were incredible. A lot of them involved illegal activity within things, which was hilarious. But um, yeah, he was he was such a cool dude. Um, and he was just there sort of like recalling all sorts of stuff that he'd done. And you sit there, you know, we think our lives are pretty cool and um, our jobs are pretty cool. And that's one of the reasons we do this podcast and kind of say things that we've been up to and what we've been doing. And then you hear some of the stories like that and you're like, we've got nothing to offer <laughs> in this conversation that's of any use to anyone or entertaining to anyone. So, um, yeah, he was awesome. So I just wanted to give Michael T a shout out, basically. Um, but yeah, that was a really fun day. And just wanted to alert people to the Grand Prix Trust that as as uh, what was that review saying that um, that motorsport is like well, how glamorous it is club. and stuff. Yeah, that sort of yeah. thing. That there are aspects of it that aren't like that, that are thinking of like real people who need help. So um sometimes we need a bit more of that i think but um yeah the grand prix trust do a really good job of that so i got to see that and i got to see some cool cars like an old jordan that looked awesome um so that was fun oh and jonathan wheatley was there and perry mccarthy who was the original stick was there and did a stand-up routine oh cool uh because he wanted to try it and one that's tough and he started pretty well but then he did start making jokes or talking about the final race of last season and michael massey and you're just kind of thinking i wonder how this is going down with the red bull representative you because i don't think anyone from mercedes was there um and wheatley smiled through it but um yeah that was that was an interesting moment but yeah it was a it was a good afternoon things on the on the massey jokes so i'm sure red bull are fine with it because they're man one you know like i i, I always think when people are like are red bull going to be upset it's like well it doesn't matter if they are or not like it turned out pretty okay for them i guess so that sounds very cool, though. Um, I'm always amazed by people who, like, yeah, have been, like, even if it's, like, in football or cricket, have, have seen something, like, that we just read about, like, oh, wow, that was so long ago. So that, I, you, that's the sort of person you could sit down with for just hours and be like, right, here's, here's or even here's an evening of my time, just fill it with F1 stories. Yeah, um, that'd I be th- cool. I think some of it as well is that it's all, like, an adventure because – so much stuff wasn't documented back then or like you know you wouldn't put, post on social media you're traveling and how you got somewhere and obviously it's a lot easier to move around now whereas so in, in today's world we know like how each other have flown to a race because we probably see it on instagram stories that you know you've gone from heathrow to this airport to miami or whatever and it's very normal whereas back in the day they wouldn't have been able to document that and it would have been a lot harder to do and there have been a lot more kind of um I don't know, adventures along the way just to get somewhere. And it's those stories as well when they're saying, oh, yeah, I was flying here with so-and-so or on this flight or we were you know, running along the tarmac and that sort of thing. Um, you just hear these cool things that nowadays can't happen because of the way the world's changed too. So, um, yeah, it was it was fascinating. Highly entertaining evening. Do you think all of his all friends you- were sending each other telegrams in 48 being like, oh, my God, it's race week, it's race week, it's race week? <laughs> don't. Do you think they were? Do you think they were that cool back then to do that? Yeah, but then he had to do it like six times a year. Yeah, they were like beep 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 beep. It's, like, oh, it's, like, <laughs> it's not a race race week telegram. Beep 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 beep. For anyone listening, you can put race week up there with Eurovision and golf. I hate when people do that. <laughs> Absolutely hate it. Even though it is race week this week. This is it's Nate's a week. Room one hundred and one. Yeah, I feel yeah, actually, like this yeah. is almost therapy for you, Nate. Just to you know get out. It is. Just, it is quite therapeutic gonna go and have a boxing session after this uh no i won't just like it's not race week every week uh yeah. you're, you're gonna jump on a on an espn zoom call and be absolutely raging everyone's gonna be like chilled like hey morning how's it going and you're just morning. like shut up 
<laughs> someone's going to be like golf, and I'm like, no, I don't want to talk golf. In our, in and our, like, in we're our sports morning website sports we need meeting, to. yeah, in our yeah. general sports wrap, like, no, none of that. <laughs> well, before um, um, before you have to jump on that call, Nate, um, what are you most looking forward to uh, about Spain? Because we're obviously heading back to Spain, place I think we've probably collectively been more than any other Grand Prix put together. Yeah, Spain. This one, this one. I, I've been to Spain more than I've been to Silverstone for F1, weirdly, just because with testing as well. Um, it was the first race of 2015. I mean, I don't know. Spain, it feels a bit of a come down from Miami, but I think that's just more because Miami was such a cool event um, and because Spain's so familiar like that. You know, I think that's one of the things with Spain. I don't know. Like Spain, the race itself is never that is never that amazing. Um, so I don't know. Like with these new cars, it should be fun. I mean, Max and Lewis had a good one here last year and it was kind of when things were getting a bit more tense with those two. Um, so we'll see. Um, I don't know really. I, like being in Barcelona is always nice. Barcelona is such a nice place. Um, I would say that probably. Yeah, Cervezas, Cervezas all around. But I don't know. This is one of those races that I've, I think because we've had it for so long, it's easy to take it for granted. So probably people listening are like, "Oh, Spain's great," and we're sitting here being like, oh, "It's okay." And um, it's more just because I've done it so many times, and we had that buzz of everything in Miami being new and fresh and different and unique, and then we're just like. You know, there's nothing this weekend that should be that surprising from an event point of view. Um, but hey, I mean, weather's always good. You know, vibes always quite fun, and there's always lots of people in in Europe for the races, aren't there? So, should be busy. What about you guys? I was gonna say, like Barcelona is a cool city. They were saying it last week about how obviously if they could kind of connect that to the race a bit more, that'll make it a better event. But I think most of us, not you, Barreto, but most of us are staying in Barcelona, and that's what Nate really wanted to say is his favorite <laughs> bar in Barcelona. Um, oh yeah, I say his favorite, the the collective favorite, which is a really dingy place, and actually not glamorous at all. But it's called the Dow Jones, and essentially they have stock market crashes where all the prices come down, and then That's whatever great. people are buying, like whichever beer people are buying, the price goes up, and you see it on the screens and things. Um, and it it's just a way of making you buy bad drinks, I think, really, and balancing their stock. But um, like literally. But yeah, it's um, it's a it's a bit of a laugh. So we sometimes try and go there if we get time. I've got a brutal start on Thursday morning because this is what I'm not looking forward to. Um, I was hoping or meant to have a, an interview with George Russell this week. So in the end, I did commit to going because there was a chance I wasn't gonna I was gonna do this race from home, uh, and I committed to going. And then yesterday, so I booked my flight Sunday and Monday. Got an email from Mercedes being like, "Ah, we'll look at Monaco. We, we can't do Barcelona now." even though they told me can't do Miami, so we'll do Barcelona. Um, so then I was like, oh, great. But then a few hours later, I got an email about a podcast I meant to do with Pierre Gasly, which will be fun. But it's early enough on Thursday that I then had to move my flight. So I have a 3 a.m. alarm on Thursday Ooh. morning to head to the airport. I fly at six. Uh, so that will be fun. Oh, that is grim. So Thursday's going to be a long day. But um, after that, should be should be re. Uh, so yeah, I'm just kind of li- looking forward to, dare I say it, a normal race weekend. Mm-hmm. Like Miami was great, but knackering. So to have one that's just a little bit more, not quite go through the motions, but just a little more settled will be kind of fun. And hopefully it gives us a good race. It'll, it'll tell us a lot about the new rules when it, if, if we get a decent bit of racing. Um, but we'll see. What about you, Barreto? Um, I always quite like going to Spain for the fact that you can compare what's happened in testing to where they are now. So we've got like a cool direct comparison um, and also, there should be a ton of new upgrades across the grid. <clears throat> and now that we get that document from the FIA on, is it Friday morning, uh, where they list off um, every team has to say what what they've upgraded on their car. 
I think this document could be pretty lengthy. So I'm intrigued to see who's done what, if any cars are starting to look like other cars. I think it should be, from that point of view, um, it should be our first real insight into um, who whose concept is the better one or who people think's concept is the better one and who um, are regretting their concept and, and go in a different way. So um, I'm excited for that. Um, I've got an interview with Carlos on Thursday, um, like a sit down uh because it's Spain and so I'm interested to see if that will have an impact now he's sort of doing so well at Ferrari whether that will have an impact on the crowd and like numbers um in the grandstand obviously Fernando's back as well so it could actually be quite you know a a great uh, Mm. a great turnout I think hopefully and I remember the days when I used to go and it was Fernando fever and it was a real awesome atmosphere so I wonder whether we'll start returning closer to those kind of days um probably won't it, like you said Nate it won't be the same as Miami and it probably won't be to the level of like a Zandvoort but I'm hoping that you know we'll still get a decent atmosphere out of it if it's not Fernando Fever what's it going to be Carlos um uh, I should have really thought about that before I said it I don't know uh, oh, I thought you well, had something got until your interview no you've got until your interview to come up with something so that you can be like is this year going to be Carlos whatever? And you'll sound really smart and Carlos will laugh at it and I will take the credit on next week's pod. <laughs> and what, I, what I appreciate about that, Med, is, is you're convinced that Carlos will laugh at it. <laughs> he likes you. It's yeah, fine. but that's still not... Do you laugh at everything that I say because you like me? Don't, God, don't, no. don't, don't answer that. In fact, let's just not know. <laughs> He's on such a high. Don't, don't, don't kill his high here. I don't want to... Also, just before we finish, I love the fact that uh, you asked us all what we wanted to do, lads. I was like, yeah, the beers, Barca, Meadows was similar. Like, yeah, Barca. And you were like, yeah, probably the upgrades. And the <laughs> <One> and... <laughs> it was very, that was very illuminating. I well, I so, thought. What um, a way to finish. I thought I'd try to bring some Formula One intel. Or no, it's a good idea. Or insight to this podcast. <laughs> it's because we'd covered off the other stuff. Otherwise, he'd have done it. It's, it's just the luxury of going last. He had to go for like the third thing down the run. <laughs> Oh, That's yeah, what people fine. want to know. You've got, got the behind the scenes. They want to know which bar we went to and and which what I'm looking forward to is who you now meet in that bar over the course of the weekend. Because of course, no, any probably, listeners probably off the paddock might come and find you. Oh, I see. I was going to say we we met Colton Herter in there in testing. Ah, oh. it wasn't actually Colton Herter, but Nate thought it was. Oh. I thought it looked like him. So um, there was a guy that basically had very similar to similar hair to Colton Herter, who we just called Colton Herter from then on. And if he understood, um, cause he might well have, he could, who knows, he might've known his motorsport um, and spoken English or at least recognized the name. Then he'll have known we were speaking about him every time he walked by. But yeah, that was about as exciting as it got for celeb spotting. Anyway, Nate will lose his job if we don't shut up. <laughs> <laughs> All right, chats. Yeah, I better go. All right, you go, Nate. Um, but before you do, I'm going to say goodbye from you. I'm going to say goodbye from Meadows and goodbye from me. Remember to hit the subscribe button and follow us on our social channels at the Pad Tweet. Meadows' work on Mesa.com, Nate's work on ESPN.com and my work on F1.com. And we'll do this again very, very soon. Bye. Bye. Network.